This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I'm Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida, and I'm here with Emily Thompson in Wellington, Florida, and you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March the 6th, episode 1886. Good morning, Horse World. Oh my God. It's Tuesday. It's top-class show jumping uh, at the very best. Every horse is different, and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember, we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. Well, welcome back, everybody. Emily is here. We're not together this month, though, like we were last month. Hi, Emily. I know. I know. Hi. I know. I was so sad that we weren't getting to do it in person. I actually uh, had that, you know, because we went there in person to McLean Ward's place the last time that we had the show and you were down. And then I was at the class, the big five star the other night. And like, I just happened to walk up right when HH Azura was walking from the holding area into the schooling area. And I was like, oh, my God, there she is. And then I remembered our time. Like, this is so great. If you missed that last episode, go to horsesinthemorning.com and just search for McLean or Ward, and you'll find it. And you can go take a listen to it. It was our most downloaded episode in like 12 months. So, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was very, it was very popular. And, but it uh, was so fun, selfishly, for me and you. We had a good time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Forget the downloads and whatever, (laughs) like all that. Like, it was awesome. We need to do more in person ones. Yes, we do. We do. Well, Annalie is here the first Tuesday of every month talking jumping. And uh, if you go to the, actually, if you go to horsesinthemorning.com, go down to the middle of the page, you'll actually see a little logo that says jumping. And you click on that, it'll bring you back to all Emily's past episodes. So we answer a lot of listener questions on jumping and have a lot of terrific guests. And we're going to have a couple of those today coming up on the guest list today. We're going to be talking virtual lessons and also um, some super science, right? Yes, college and science. Yes. Science is. That's right. Both of those things coming <laughs> up. And we're not talking about taking wrinkles off your face, although that would happen too. Yes, but... yes we are. All <laughs> <of it. laughs> Emily we wants want wrinkles. Uh, I think we're talking about horses, but... Um, a little bit. You know, <laughs> Emily has her priorities. So that's... Well, com- they're all very important. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to judge, to, you know, decide. But the good thing is, is you don't have to. You just take the supplement. That's right. But let's get started. What about, uh, we want to go to Jay first? Yep. All right. Let's let's do do it. We have our first guest. We have Jay Duke. So nice that he could join us, a Canadian equestrian team member with a long list of accomplishments. And we're talking about his virtual lesson subscription. Welcome to the show, Jay. Good morning, Emily. Thank you very much for having me on. So glad that we could connect. We've been trying to connect for a couple episodes here. This is something I've been really eager to share with everybody. It's such a great way to get educated in our business. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. I know you're busy, probably traveling all over, right? You're doing clinics all the time, it sounds like. 
Uh, the schedule is really busy right now. Business is definitely popping. I've got uh, 12 clinics scheduled in the next three and a half months, and so I'm very oh happy about that. And um, yeah, the virtual lessons, people have been really liking them. The reviews have been good. And so it's nice to see when you're doing something and uh, people actually enjoy it and, and reward you for it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. And And being able to invest like that back into our sport and being able to make it accessible to people in different sort of stages in their development or financial situations, you know, and maybe they can't travel to a clinic. I mean, it's, it's so great. Tell us a little bit, the background of, of how you got started with this. Well, I've been asked to do something like this for about 20 years, actually. So I'm a little <laughs> late to the party. Um, I, I've been, you know, would do a clinic or a lesson somewhere and people would say, Oh, we find your, lessons and, and exercises very interesting. Would you be able to, you know, send us some of those? And I always thought, yes, but how do I do that? You know, what, what type of format and how do I put the ideas down into something that's workable and usable for people in, in the right format? So really, I just kind of left it alone, but it was always in the back of my mind. And now that I do the course designing, I have the course design program through the Visio. And I was like, oh, well, this is, this is how I can do it. Because now it shows um, the, the arena layout with all the measurements. And then I just had to format it to see, you know, how it was going to be usable for people. And, and really what it is, is it's a plan. It's not, it's not how to teach per se. It, it's how to set up your arena and then what to work on once you set that up. And then what the rider or the trainer or the coach does with that plan is, is really up to them, which I think is one of the beauties of it. Um, you don't want to get penciled in and put into a small box as far as, okay, this is the only way to teach or this is how things have to be done. It allows for creativity on the part of the, the coach and the rider. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You guys can check it out online. It's jduke.com. And if you click on the virtual lesson subscription, then you can see, uh, I mean, the first thing that comes up, I, I think that's really interesting uh, that you have the dimensions of the arena, you know, very specific and allowing yeah, so for these different exercises. It has the dimension of the arena. And then it has, um, in this example we have here, there's no distances for where the jumps are per se, but um, in, of course, the lesson plans, whenever there's lines or gymnastics, um, the exact dimensions are in there. They're in feet. They're also in meters. Um, I used an arena that's 100 by 200 in length and width um, because I thought that was about the average because we had to factor in, in indoor rings, outdoor rings. Of course, you would just as a when you're setting this up, you just adjust it accordingly to your ring, but everything is laid out literally to the centimeter or to the inch in your case. Um, so you know where to put them. Um, and then following up on that, there's a few key points for the horse, a few for the rider. And then there's some, you know, most lesson plans have two or three different plans. I think in this example, there's three. Um, and so it, there really should be about a week's worth of work per lesson plan. That's, that's the idea. Yeah. This is really cool uh, that, yeah, it's sort of like you can kind of get the message, but sort of tailor it to where you or horse both are. Um, because maybe you've got a green horse or whatever, or, or you're needing to ramp it up. That's really nice. So this is sort of the template. Then you're going to offer a few different, as you have called them here, the lessons. 
Yeah, there's so there's three levels that I put down, um, but they're really not super relevant as far as levels because pretty much anyone can do any level. You simply change the height or you, or you can simplify it. Um, so there's the novice, intermediate, and advanced. There's some of the advanced lessons which would not apply to, say, green horses and green riders, um, but even the novice lessons, you know, there's some good lessons there that you could do with a Grand Prix rider and a Grand Prix horse. Um, you know, again, they don't always jump big jumps. And, and I leave, as far as the height and everything like that goes, I, I leave it up to the coach and the rider to make sure it's horse dependent. So there there has to be some logical thing that goes along with it. So like <laughs> yeah. I said, it's, it's a blueprint and it's a plan. And what I found for myself, and I found this for almost every great coach that I know is it's all about how the jumps are set up in the arena or the poles or Cavalettis or however it is. Um, when, when a trainer walks into the ring, the first thing they do is they evaluate the arena and where everything's set. And then from there, they create their lesson plan. So if the jumps are set up properly um, and you have a good coach who's somewhat creative, you're, you're going to generally get a very good lesson. Um, that's, that's number one. When the jumps are set up, in a format where it doesn't flow or, or doesn't create good and positive riding, then that's when the lessons tend to suffer more. So, so that's, that's the thinking behind um, having a blueprint here for how to set up your arena. So you're sort of speaking to the coach and ever, I mean, everybody like, okay, I would love to have somebody on the ground as much as I could. A lot of times I'm having to train by myself. So in my case, you know, I would look at this and kind of evaluate where each horse is, what I'm trying to accomplish and then uh, build it and ride it accordingly. But you're also, you're kind of offering a, like, yes, like you're saying a blueprint, but you're uh, for a coach to then train their students, sort of like being able, more organized, you know, because a lot of times you see it, I mean, my God, like during circuit down here in Wellington, like everybody's here, it's crazy. And like, I mean, some of the stuff that people are saying and doing, you're just like, there's no, like, there's no overview. Like we don't like, where are we going? Yes. We want everybody to ride better, be safe and have clear rounds. But like what there's like, needs to be like a training scale, which I love about your key points because it does with the little hashtags. I mean, that's how I would take notes. I do take notes. Like when I go to Germany to do my schooling and everything like this is like how my notes are. I don't know if other people's notes are more in depth, but I do like little, you know, hash and suppleness, you know, land on correctly, these things. And it really just kind of gives a much more, uh, you much more control, you know, to the, to the development, more overview, which I think we're kind of lacking, like, you know, more specific, it's overview and specific, all of it together. Well, the lesson plans, um, whether it be a regular lesson or you're teaching or clinic or whatever it is, that's really the key to creating a good horse and a good rider. Um, you know, I really focus on the clinics in for the rider to, to complete the plan to the best of their ability. And then the exercise teaches the horse. If the exercise is set up correctly, and the rider executes the the tests correctly, then the jumps and the exercise does all the training. Um, like you know, they'll they'll create the suppleness and they'll create the right shape on your horse. And so, really, the rider can focus on what their job is, and which is to, when you're in the show ring, your job is to ride the course. You know, it's not to do everything for the horse. It's to ride the course to the best of your ability. And so, this is creates that bridge to the show ring. Um, on, on the proper focus for horse and rider. So I try to put the focus um, on the, for the rider onto what 
their job is to complete the exercise to the best of their ability. And then the exercise does all the training of the horse. So it takes away the pressure of the rider having to train the horse. That's the, that's my theory behind it. And it seems to work. The results are really good. So I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know, because yeah, you, I, I know, I know that feeling. I know, you know, I live it, uh, with the, the young horses and trying to, you, uh, you know, you get into a little bit of an area where you're manufacturing a lot, you know, the way that you're riding, riding through the mouth too much or changing the bridle and all this. And at the end of the day, you know, that is the end game that they are your partners, you know, and they're, they're also learning these different scenarios, whether it's short or long moving up and all this. And rather than manufacturing it through the rider, you're kind of taking the, the coursework, the placement of the jumps, the exercising uh, exercises and allowing that to really shape the horse's development. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. And it's, it's all about communication between horse and rider. Um, it's all about getting the horse and rider to communicate properly with the hand, with the leg, with the body position. Um, you know, learning how to jump off of a turn, off of an angle, um, at transitions, of course, are such a big part of it, but, but a lot of it is rhythm too. learning, you know, that a lot of the courses are mm-hmm. set up to ride on the rhythm. So, um, some of the exercises require no transitions at all. It's just all about being able to hold and maintain a city. And there's so many different elements to this sport, um, that, that there's a lot to cover. I don't, I don't think we'll run out of ideas for, <laughs> I know, for sure. I hear you. No, for sure. Well, it's refreshing that that I- ideology that you have here is sort of your foundation that you're building off of with training the horses, trying to make them partners through the exercises and less less harsh training, you know, stop kicking and pulling and, you know, all the crap that everybody's doing. You know, you really need to have, you need to develop a partnership that they, you know, they carry some weight in that partnership and by helping them learn in this way, I feel it with the baby, some of the babies, you know, and you take them to their first couple shows and you finally do like a whole course, you know, the combination and everything. And you're like, wow. Then the next time you jump in, they've learned, they've learned a lot. And when you're in the show ring, you're not riding, you know, you're putting on a show, you're not training hard, you're not hard with the hand, you know, and and training at home. Some people can get a little bit, you know, over manufactured and uh, they sure do learn a lot by just going even in the ring and, and galloping around their first couple courses, which is, I think, kind of what we're looking at with your lesson programs is that feeling that you're really developing a partner in your horse. Yeah, it's about, for, for your horse, whether it be in the ring or at home, it's about creating a positive and challenging environment. That's number one, because you want your horse to walk into the ring and you want them to be there. You want, you know, that you want them to come in and, you know, they're, they're happy and they're excited to go to work. And then you want them to to learn something that day. So I always find, I use the 110% rule. And that is that um, if you, you want to ask your horse to do a little bit more than they, they're capable of. And if you do that, then they're learning something. If you, you know, if you ask too little, then they're not really going anywhere. But if you ask for say 150% of what a horse can give you, then you, then you defeat them. Um, and that's why you see many horses that become sour and, and, um, the temperaments that come with that as far as the tail ringing and the bucking and the rearing and the stopping and, and all that sort of thing. That's because for the most part, those horses have been asked to do more at some point in their career than they were capable of doing. 
So it's really about, you know, reading that horse and, and the rider as well, the two of them together and getting them to do something they didn't think was possible, but it's still, it, you know, it's within their realm. And so, um, the, these plans that are developed, there's, you know, you can take them and make them as challenging as you like. Um, and that's up to the, whether it be again, the rider or the coach to, to determine that, but this isn't just just for coaches by any means. Um, many people that have really loved these plans are people that you know, ride at home on, on their own. Um, juniors really like them. It you know, teaches them a lot of education. Um, so it's, it's not designed specifically for anybody. It's really anybody that's involved in the show jumping world. Um, there's something to learn from it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you essentially are, I mean, whether you have a person on the ground or not, you know, you're the rider on that horse. So from your horse's perspective, you know, you are the coach, you do need to be thoughtful, um, with the development. And a lot of people do, I mean, myself included, have a lot of, uh, hours in the tack without anybody on the ground. Um, and you do, you need to be very focused on the the steps and the development. I do it like, I mean, I've got some older horses, actually quite a few older horses right now. Um, but I do so many young horses. Like I'm so in touch with that feeling. Like you don't, they're all so happy to get out there and jump. They're bred for it. They love it. It's fun. And like, you can't, you don't want to take that away from them. And somewhere in the development, whether it be later when, you know, when they have an amateur or junior on, you know, they, they, unfortunately, some of them do have it you know, taken away from them where they're, they're challenged, you know, character wise. And that's, uh, it's a shame. Um, and it doesn't, I think you're sort of, you know, addressing the placements of the jumps and, and working on the horse being a partner, you really, you allow them to still learn because there's a lot to learn. I mean, there's a lot of ground to cover, you know, between meter classes and 150, like we got a lot to learn and then, you know, but you can't, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun. That's what I really like about it. I like it a lot. I mean, you guys should check it out. It's jduke.com. Go to the virtual lessons. Um, and so, so tell me about the subscription. So how, how frequently, uh, are the lessons coming out? What is the, uh, what's the lay of the land? They're set up to come out every Monday. Uh, Monday is usually our days off. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that. I've heard (laughs) that. That's the rumor. (laughs) Whispered somewhere. (laughs) And so they they do come out each Monday. Um, They're right in your inbox. Um, You don't have to do anything. Um, You can pull them right up. They're mobile friendly. So you can be sitting in your tack room and you have a lesson in five minutes. And you're like, oh, geez, I don't know what to teach tonight. Um, Pull it right up there on your phone. That whole thought. Yeah. (laughs) You can uh, print it out. Uh, If you print it out, it comes onto one piece of paper. Um, So it's easy if you want to make like a little booklet of it, of ideas that way. Um, It's designed to, you know, it's for the, it's for the busy professional and the busy rider um, to, to be very handy and convenient. And like I said, all the measurements are right there for you. So there's a few different ways that people can go about it. You can either purchase individual lessons. um, You can do, a three month or a 12 month. And then also we're just coming out this week with being able to sign up just on a monthly rate. We had some requests for that instead of doing say the 12 month, you can just sign up to, to get the monthly. And I do want to point out that a portion of the proceeds go to the wonderful charities of just world international and or Yachty's village, both which um, do a great job of, of helping people in need. And um, I'm very proud to be working with those two organizations on this. That's great. That's really good. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Good for you. 
good to, good to do that give back well you guys check it out thank you so much jay for taking your time out to talk with us i love it i'm checking it out i'm already staring at it here i'm i'm logging in i'm checking it out i'm gonna be doing my green horses this week and uh, we'll check in with you soon jay thank you so much Thank you so much. Have a great day. Well, before we get to our next guest, I did have a listener question that maybe you could answer. And the question was from Lindsay. And basically the question is, and, and this is true of a lot of our audience, has trail horses. And not all horses are really, tra- tra- not all trail horses have been trained to jump. Like if there's a log in the way, maybe a foot log or something on the trail and you have to jump over it. A lot of people walk over it, but some people want to jump over it or you're at a trot and all of a sudden you come around the corner or a canner even come around the corner and right there's the log and you're going to have no choice. Uh, so a lot of people do want to practice that. So the human and the horse get some practice together doing that. So they don't come apart while doing it on the trail. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes that surprise. So uh, basically log, how to do use logs. poles, how do you train a trail horse to, for the basics of what they're going to need to get by so nobody dies? I so nobody dies. Seriously. <laughs> um, we have real priorities here. Uh, I think, you know, your ring training for a horse to be more careful on, on its feet. I mean, firstly, if you have a trail horse that's generally out or a hunt horse or something like this, like they kind of are savvy if they see a hole or, you know, water, you know, maybe they're a little bit thoughtful, you know, but that's kind of their job is just kind of just keep plugging along. And they're probably generally not presented with a situation that they need to be careful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm getting over this cough. Um, so you want to create a situation that you can nicely, uh, generously teach them to be ca- somewhat careful, not too careful though. Um, but, and in a ring is obviously different than out on a trail. So you've got to, you know, simulate it a little bit. What I would do really recommend is if you have some poles, um, just take like five or six poles and just like drop them down, like picks, like pixie sticks, like no placement crisscrossing like just like a mess um and you can make that mess long uh but they're kind of somewhat touching big spaces little pace spaces like just um, uh, you know nothing nothing organized at all and then you can start walking the horse through so you maybe do like a couple poles at once and then build i wouldn't do it that close together at a trot ever but you can start at the walk to just start teaching them to think about foot placement and it's fun. You know, they, they are successful when they miss a pole, don't touch it and step in a, in a bare space. Um, and when they're crisscrossed like that, you have some elevation too, uh, without having like standards and an actual jump. Um, and then they build their confidence because they're able to do a bunch of poles in a row. Uh, and then you can build to maybe a Cavaletti or a single jump like that. And you can start teaching the jumping, but I love that way to start where it's like, no, no rules, you know, just don't st- obviously step on the pole. And then there, it's a big success. They feel good. You you feel good. You've done a bunch bunch of careful ish work. Uh, you don't make them too careful, you know, because it's kind of a shock. Like they don't like the babies are a little bit like that too. When you start jumping, they're like, "What are you talking about? Like you're trying to run me into something? Like how terrible? Everything was fine until now, and you're a bad pilot, clearly." So you need to like have like a, a a step a little bit before that. But that's what I would recommend. The poles, just a hodgepodge of poles, throw them all out there and. And let them figure out how to pick their way through. All right. Very good. Well, let's go to our next guest. We have Britt coming up next. We have our next guest is Britt Lynn from Modare Products, representing the equine line of collagen sciences. Welcome to the show, Britt. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we could get you on. You and I have been chatting for 
I guess it feels like a long time. It's only been a week now, <laughs> but they were long chats yeah. and I was Definitely. very invested. Yeah. Uh, I was so happy. I was actually referred uh, by a, a trainer friend of mine to Brit and her company here that she's representing. Um, and it's just, it, it, the, the claims are outrageous. They're good. I'm excited. And everybody actually that I've been talking to is very excited to get started with this product. So we're bringing it to you guys so you can see what it's all about. Uh, for equine people, pets, all of it. So to tell us about it, what, tell us about kind of the whole basis of this company here. Yeah, for sure. So it actually is a clean label company. We are completely cruelty free, which is very cool. Um, and this specific line of products definitely fits very well with the equine world. Um, it's called Collagen Sciences, like you mentioned. And it definitely fits with the equine world because I don't know very many riders that don't have pain or an injury that they've been nursing. Oh my God. Um, most of them have pets and all of them have horses to worry about. So it definitely fits in the equestrian world for sure. And what they've been able to do is actually bio-optimize an oral supplement so that when you take it, your body can actually recognize it. Instead of breaking it down, it can fully absorb what it needs. And it's specifically formulated for joints, but it also has all of these other extra benefits that come along with it. So we've seen tons and tons of testimonials rolling in that have been really exciting. Yeah, it's like the whole, it's oral, first of all correct? Yep. Yep. And, uh, it does address the whole system, everything that's going on. I was shocked. Um, Britt had sent me some photos. I think it's your personal horse, isn't it? With the feet, with the little nubby yeah. feet that grew out. <laughs> I mean, and, and then like, yeah, I mean, they were bad. <laughs> they, were, they were not good feet. Um, yeah. I, I should post those photos later. Um, and then just in three months, uh, oral, it's got really good like actually really really nice feet and that's not really yeah. possible in three months growth you know like yeah we all do that you can't grow out a couple inches of foot in three months um that's yeah, remarkable crazy. it is pretty, it's crazy. pretty crazy yeah, yeah it's about three and a half months and yeah I mean his feet were just so stressful for me and it's not typical of him like he doesn't have bad feet so something kind of went a little bit wrong with him there and he was obviously deficient in something and he just kind of was banging his feet right off. Like I had the farrier out once a week and his feet were so bad that they were kind of like flaking off and they were almost like paper mache. We couldn't nail a shoe to it. So oh it was really God. stressful. It was a, it's a riding horse? <laughs> yeah, he's a dumper. A, oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh God, you can't. Yeah. When I saw the first picture, I was like, I mean, it's bad if it's a field horse, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> a jumping horse, like stop it. <laughs> like, and he jumping. loves his job. Like he oh, loves goodness. to work. So it, it was like heartbreaking to see it. And obviously it caused some secondary issues in through his SI and up into his shoulder and his back. He was really uncomfortable. So it was super sad to watch it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now beautiful big feet with shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in solid. such a short time. Yeah. That's incredible. And so I guess that's the interesting uh, kind of aspect of this product is that it because it is oral, you, yes, if you have like a target area for your horse to feed or well, I was telling you about the one horse that we have, the, the mystery kind of hitch when it yeah. starts. Um, and then it always works out of it and it's sound and like they've spent a lot of money with the vets, you know, trying to figure out what it is undiagnosed. But either which way, whatever it is, you're addressing all of it. Yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah, like even an underlying issue that you may have not you know, pinpointed is going to be addressed. 
Um, and obviously the feet, do you see just growth in the feet anyway? Um, just on, you know, a normal horse or is it because that one was super deficient that it was so remarkable? Uh, no, all of the feet grew. They were all like all of the feet grew really nicely. So he wasn't just deficient in that one house. They were all quite bad. That yeah. was probably the worst one. Um, he was getting like quarter cracks and most of them were really peeling. Like when the farrier would kind of, um, when he would do his feet, you'd end up seeing all these little flakes going everywhere. Like we were like, really uh, weird. Oh God. Yeah. You're trying to pick him up off the floor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that was crazy. I couldn't believe that. And then you have, I mean, other remarkable testimonials for joint uh, lameness, arthritis, all of it. What do, what do you see with the different studies that they're doing? You know, how is it actually changing? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what they've been able to do with the product. Like, what it is, is it's a patented matrix of hydrolyzed collagen type 2, low molecular weight hyaluronic acid, and chondroitin sulfate. So this mirrors the joint's natural composition and the percentages so that your body readily accepts it. So in terms of bioavailability, within 28 days of taking the biocell, there's a 6,000% increase in collagen and hyaluronic acid in the body. So it's a major jump. Um, and I've seen rolling testimonials from people that I've introduced um, to this line, and it's not just impacting the joints. I mean, we're seeing that natural overall fluidity of movement. We're seeing less inflammation throughout the body. Um, we're seeing healthy, flexible tendons and ligaments. We're seeing improvement in joint mobility and lubrication, reduced pain and discomfort. Um, we're actually seeing complete repairs in cartilage and tendons and ligaments. Wow. Um, so it's pretty crazy. And in addition to that, like I could talk about this, but we're seeing a glossy, shiny coat. We're seeing hair regrowth from areas that would never regrow. Um, major impact on scars and wound healing, um, as well as we're seeing a reduction in ulcers. Really? So, yeah, it's been kind of like a multifaceted product that, you know, we're seeing this from everywhere. And we don't know if the ulcers are just because it's pulling inflammation from the, throughout the body. So the horse is more comfortable and less stressed, or if it's actually just healing those ulcers itself. But I can definitely speak from personal experience. It's helped with my belly issues for sure. Yeah. So they do have a uh, human line as well. Pet, yeah. equine, and then... The human grade. And so you've been taking that uh, when your husband, I think you were telling me a backstory on, on your husband's injury. He's been taking yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. My husband is into extreme sports. So naturally he herniated a disc in his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Painful and painful to watch too. But um, he started taking our biocell sport and he'd been struggling for two years going back and forth to physio and with the same physiotherapist and his comfort level was, hard to attain because he's at sea for a living. So um, naturally being out on 10 meter seas, it doesn't really go well for a herniated disc in the back. So oh the recovery was, was not great for him, but um, he started taking biocell and within six weeks of taking it, he had a 75% increase in mobility in his back. So it was quite profound. Wow. So this summer was the first year in two years that he's actually been able to do all of his sports again. Wow. And no surgery, no nothing. It was just. No, no nothing. Supplement. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you had sent me a video, I think of your friend's dog. Um, yeah. It wasn't your dog. I think it was a friend's dog, right? That you no, had sent. It wasn't my dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, although you're going to get my new dog, (laughs) my new dog, (laughs) I didn't tell you this, but I had a very sad, maybe hundred year old looking dog covered in mange, follow me like eight blocks to my farm last night. It's like the last thing I needed on Sunday. Uh, but I don't know, like I always whistle to the stray dogs and like this time, like normally they like snarl and run the other way. And I'm like, that's right. That's why you don't have a home, you know, (laughs) like you're mean or whatever. (laughs) This dog was just like. Oh my God, thank God you're talking to me. And it followed me the whole way, whatever. Like I have, it's me. Oh, I know (laughs) I showed up and it is, I will, I will post a photo. It is the just most terrible looking dog. It's in bad. It's so friendly, <laughs> though, the sweetest. I, you saw it, Britt. I sent you the photo. So cute. He's so, so cute. sweet <laughs> and so cute. But, like, oh, my God. Everyone's like, can you scan him for a microchip? Like, I think that whoever is in charge of this dog is fired. You know, like, why do we want to find them except to, like, call the authorities? Like, the dog is not. It's got, you know, the nails are long. I mean, all of it's bad. Um, oh, but I dude. really want to try him on the product because he is now you know, in repair, but he's lame for some undisclosed reason. Hitchy, you know, probably hip dysplasia, yeah. who knows, but, yeah, but I think, sure. but that dog you sent me the video of, I mean, that was like crazy. I mean, it was, and that was know, very two days. Possible. Two days. Yeah. What kind of results two are you days. seeing like that time frame? Like, okay, so this dog was not able to really get up and then it was kind of definitely on the mend. He was shuffling around, but like looser yeah. and like way, way, way better. For sure, but that was like, what is your kind of dosage and like, what are you looking at for, for recovery on on, uh, some of these different issues? Joint things are are hard. I mean, they're going to take a little bit of time, but that was fast. I mean, that was quick. That was really quick. Um, For sure. I mean, that was definitely one of the most profound ones that I've seen, but from personal experience, like my own dog, we thought he was super low energy his whole life. He's seven and um, he's always had back spasms, which are something that you can't prevent, really. Like, we did all we could with, with different treatments and things like that. Um, and obviously gave him medicam when they did happen. But um, we actually thought he was just, like, a mama's boy and stuck by my legs on on hikes and walks. But um, I saw results after seven days with him. We call him the cannonball now because he's literally, like, a ball of energy that just, like, has a ton of fun on walks. He's always running and playing and, you know, just super, super change in him. But it's definitely consistent with what we're seeing um, is usually about a week. You start to see a little bit of improvement. And then as time goes on, you obviously see the most dramatic impact after three months. So for the equine, I'm on your website right right now. Yeah. It's uh, modair.com. Um, the, this is the equine, I believe. I, yeah. Liquid biocell equine. So, I mean, it's a fairly large ish bottle. Um, yep. 30 fluid ounces. You have it priced at 349. What does that look like for your horse, a big size, a jumping horse for say, like, let's say it's like warm blood a normal size warm blood. Yeah. So an 1100 pound horse, that's a month supply right there. Um, so for my boy, my boy, that was an 18 day supply. Um, definitely high end supplement for sure, but it's so multifaceted and some people will really play around with the dose a little bit. Um, I've seen people do a loading dose for a month and then they take them down to about half. And then at times of heavy work, they'll double up again just to stretch that product out a little bit. But some people just like their animals at max dose all the time as well. I know those people. <laughs> I ride for some of those people. I'm like, wow, we are cruising through the supplements. But excuse me, sorry. if you have something that's effective and that works, I mean, okay, like it's not necessarily cheap depending on how you look at it, 
But if yeah. what you're saying is accurate and you experience those results, you're essentially forfeiting injections entirely or like where we yeah. stand on that? Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's kind of meant to revolutionize and replace the need for injections. Um, so, you know, with injections, you're, you're obviously only impacting the specific joint that's affected in the horse. So with this, you're actually getting the full benefit to all of those joints and as well as all of these other benefits on top of it. So, so for me, you know, I think of anti-aging for myself and it's just nice to have a clean option for our pets to go towards mm-hmm. instead of, you know, an invasive injection, which I mean, definitely serves a purpose and I have nothing against whatsoever. But for me personally, I definitely like to go the all natural and preventative route. Yeah. Well, is it preventative, but it's also kind of like restoring. Yeah, absolutely. So you could take absolutely. somebody that does need injections. They need hops yeah. and okay, and maybe they've had it a few times, but then they could switch onto this and like stop with the absolutely needles and the joints. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, I it's really bad. You know, they sit out for a whole week. I mean, like when you kind of like manage them, you know, and I have a lot of horses that I, that I work with each day and, and they're not mine, you know, they're other people's yeah. and whatever they're on their programs and riding them. But you're like, wow, this is like a real thing. Like this horse is sore. He can't be worked, you know, for a few days, then he can only walk and then he's still sore. I mean, it almost for some of mine, uh, I've noticed it almost takes two weeks to get back to nor like to where you can like the residual pain or whatever trauma from the injection is gone. Like it's a long time. And it's really not cheap, is it? (laughs) It's not cheap. (laughs) It's expensive. Yeah. You're paying for it and you're sitting out and you run the risk of infection. I mean, compared to also hard on their immune system too, right? Like, I mean, you can't tell me that, that uh, it doesn't have an impact on the gut and the stress of it. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was really excited. Uh, about hearing about it. I've got a couple different cases that are kind of extreme cases, um, that are not just kind of like diagnosable, um, by some of the top vets, you know, I mean, they're sending them to the clinic, you know, we're getting diagnostics. We're trying to figure it out all the time and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to try, but, uh, tell us a little bit too about your pet line. I have not clicked on that link yet, but what are people looking at cost on the pet line? Yeah, so the pet is actually quite affordable, I believe, for um, a month's supply for like a 50-pound dog. It's $49.99. Okay. So that's, and that's U.S. Um, in Canada, if anybody from Canada is listening, I believe it's $59.99 for a month's supply. And you can actually get um, a three-pack as well for a discounted price, too. So for those people that are have the bigger dogs or whatnot, but um definitely affordable, especially considering like I had my dog on Medicam and that was significantly more expensive than this. So yeah. no, that stuff's not yeah. cheap. The Adequan legend, all of it. And then like some of the dogs, uh, you know, I have a Mastiff right now and, um, totally obviously prone to hip dysplasia. And like you can, it's not, it's not a surprise, you know, it creeps yeah. up on you over time. Like I can see it, you know, like she's not old at all. Um, she's a rescue, but I think she's probably four or five, maybe, maybe six the most. Um, but I can see it, you know, when she sits down and gets up, you know, and I do get her chiropractic periodically just to try to help, but things like that, you know, eventually you are going to spend a lot of money. You know, you're going to be in the vet clinic. You're going to be doing surgery, like the little wiener dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, with their backs, you know, all this, it's just like, okay, you know, like it's not, it's not free the, the supplement, but I think when you look at the overview of really how much you're going to be putting into whatever the ailment is, 
Um, it is actually quite cost effective and it's just so nice that you don't have to interfere with them. You know, you don't have to go to the clinic. Yeah. You don't have to do injections. Do you do under the tongue or how do you administer for the dogs? Well, my dog actually dances for it as soon as he sees the bottle. Really? So yeah, it has a beef flavor. So they just love it. Um, just put it on top of their food. And I mean, it does come with a syringe thing with the equine version. The equine version actually is flavored with rosemary. So um, horses definitely lick it up. They love it. But if you do have those picky eaters, you can always just kind of shoot it into their mouth too. That's a nice perk of the syringe. Um, for the equines, you give one full dropper full. I see that there's a drop around two of the, uh, two of the different size bottles or what's kind of the volume you're administering. Yeah, it really depends on the, the weight of the horse. Um, you'd give one full syringe sometimes. Like what I like to do sometimes, like if I'm around the barn quite a bit, then you can split the dose in half and do AM and PM as well. So it just depends on what you want. They say that you can, that once a day is fine. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, it depends where you are with your individual horses and or your pets or, you know, everybody's different. I mean, to me, living the lifestyle that I'm working in now and the kind of horses that I'm having to deal with, like I look at the numbers even on the the larger, the 30 fluid ounces, you know, at 349, I'm like, well, that's a deal because they're, you're, the people are spending thousands of dollars on injections and it's mm. all kind of problems. And like the horses are working hard, you know, like you do need to take care of them. They're 10, 11, 12. They've got a lot of miles on them. You need to keep them comfortable. Um, and something like this is like so nice. Like you can just like remove that from your scheduling. You know, like I have like constantly in my head when people got their last injections, you know, this one got the hawks and the coffins done. This one needs a neck injection. You know, like it's it's actually like a part of your training in a way, you know, like you're yeah. very, very sensitive to it because it affects everything. And we can't yeah, have them not feeling well. Okay, so that's for competition. But then even for our pets, and uh, I'm going to try the personal one. Um, I'm very excited <laughs> about the the wrinkle erasing. I think yeah, you know, it all yeah. look like okay. you're 12. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You already look like you're 10. I mean, I want to be like five, but <laughs> I go out with her and she still gets carded. Always. I, I it's know. like every time. I feel like your dad when I'm out with I you. Know. Like, I know. Geez. I know. No, I mean, well, I mean, we're, we're all aging. Maybe it's hard, <laughs> harder to tell and, and for just for some people, but we're, we're aging. I mean, it's happening. But even for the joints, you know, like, okay, it would be awesome to, you know, just be like wrinkle free. You know, we were talking about this this morning on the show because we had some old cowboys on. And we were talking about do the old they cowboys get, do they actually do they get ever. wrinkles put on? To make them look more distinguished. You know, they have plastic surgeons <laughs> that actually add wrinkles, I think. It's so funny. I know. It's so true. It's so true. The older This is a great product for those cowboys. <laughs> they, they should. It, we should. You should have another page. You've yeah. got the equine, the pets, the, the, yes. And then there's the cowboys, the cowboys. and the horse professionals. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Sun, stress. <laughs> And the no days off and probably all the sore horses. If we could at least get them all sound all the time, we'd have a whole lot less stress. Oh, totally. We ask so much of our horses. It's just, it's definitely nice to, to see something that we well, can, we can help them with. That doesn't, where do doesn't people buy it? Health. Where do they go? Where do they buy it? What's the scoop? Yeah. So you can go to modere.com and we actually have a VIP discount code that gives you a, discount on your first order so that's nine four four nine eight zero and i'm sure you guys will post that too but um but yeah you can head on over to the website and we can make it something like discount code nine what I was know. it again it's like an at&t code it's i know like, it's like <laughs> it's so dodgy it's so funny no it's well you guys definitely check it out All right, give the discount code again 
944980. And that's M O D E R E. Yes. M O D E R E.com. And you just, when you go there, click on uh, shop. And when you click on shop, you're going to see uh, under collagen sciences you're going to see pets equine and and that that will take you there we'll put a link in our show notes directly to it but if, in case you're going from google that's where you'll go or google modere equine and it'll come up too yep <laughs> lots of ways Check to find it, it. Yep. try it you guys i'm trying it too i'm excited well thank you Britt, so much for taking your time to come on i'm glad we we're able to get it done i'm yeah it's absolutely. been great chatting with you the last few days i think it's a great product i'm very excited to see what our results are no, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and, and yeah. Well, Emily, I was just down in Wellington again last week. Uh, I went and watched dressage this time, not jumping. Yeah, what a traitor. <laughs> so do you ever get to go over, like we had just had Nations Cup and, you know, the big classes on Saturday nights and Friday nights. Do you ever get to go over and watch? Do you ever go over and watch? I, you know what, sometimes I do, like I did go for the five star, um, and I do sometimes have to meet clients from, uh, my one farm that, that I work at. So sometimes, yeah, but like, to be honest, there's like so many people, unless you have like front row seats, you know, even cheap seats or a table or whatever. And if you have a seat, you better stay in your seat because you're going to lose it. Like, it's just all very stressful. There's a lot of rules involved. So I just... It's a lot of rules to being a spectator. Yeah. You know, like I just, to be honest, I live stream, you know, and I can see exactly what's going on. I love when I go in person, I'll go watch the schooling area because it's, it's awesome. Like you see like top horses in the world, you know, how they're preparing to go in the class and you'd be surprised, you know, what people jump, you know, like, particularly like little jumps. Like I see a lot of people jump like meter 25 and like walk into the 160 night class. I'm like, all right, you know, they're ready. Or someone does like a walk jump at 18 inches before they go in. You're like, there's different things, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and I'm so tired at the end of the day. I love to watch the class, but I've been, I've been live streaming quite a bit this season. <laughs> well, live it, streaming and sleeping. I can see that because uh, you know the times I've gone, it's been packed. Now, not at it's the dressage show uh, so much. Uh, freestyle Obviously. and dressage, you get people, but otherwise, it's yeah. not as packed. <laughs> yeah, you made the wrong decision. You should have come over to the jumping. <laughs> but um, all right, very good. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find. Uh, Oh, Emily's past episodes, as I said, just go to horsesinthemorning.com. You can search on Emily and it'll pop up uh, and you'll see the past episodes there. Search jumping. And, and we've answered a lot of listener questions along the way. If you have any questions for Emily, love those. Yep. Just drop them to Glenn at horseradionetwork.com or post them on our Facebook page at horsesinthemorning.com and we'll get to them next month. Well, Emily, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again in a month. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>